we're going to look at, at four signs of the times in, in which we're living. And obviously, a, a, a pandemic and a pestilence brings us back to what the Bible says. That's why these podcasts. Welcome, and thank you for joining us today on the Solomon's Porch podcast with Bible teacher Barry Borthistle. Barry has been a student of the Word his entire life. As a former pastor, he understands how to disciple people in the Bible. And as a successful business owner, he brings real-world issues into perspective through the lens of Scripture. Please welcome Barry Borthistle. Well, welcome again to our podcast on what the Bible says about pandemics and plagues and pestilence. We're into week five, and the topic is, what did Jesus Christ have to say about pestilence? Before I studied this, I had no idea. But I want to read to you a passage, and he only mentions it twice, once in Matthew and once in Luke, and you can see it on your notes on page one that are on our web. And I want to read the scripture to you. This is Jesus speaking now when he was on earth 2,000 years ago. But you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened or troubled. Boy, isn't that big. For this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and earthquakes in place after place. All this is but the beginning, the early pains of the birthdays of the intolerable anguish to come. So Jesus himself refers to this in, in Matthew and Luke, as I mentioned. We're going to look at, at four signs of the times uh, in, in which we're living. And obviously a, a, a pandemic and a pestilence brings us back to what the Bible says. That's why these podcasts. Number one in Matthew 24 Jesus said there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. Well, according to Wikipedia, there are now 17 major conflicts in our war world today of major proportion. There's smaller ones that we probably don't know about. Number two, famines. Today, the world stands on the brink of unprecedented famine, according to Oxfam International. Number three, earthquakes. The National Earthquake Society locates about 20,000 earthquakes per year. We, of course, don't hear most of them, only the major ones. And number four, the signs of the times, is the, pe the word pestilence. The word pestilence is mentioned 46 times in the Old Testament, two times in the New Testament, up to page two. The word plague is used over 100 times in the Old Testament and 14 times in the New Testament. The basic meaning of the word plague is very similar to the meaning of pestilence. The word plague in the Old Testament means infliction, stricken, a sure wound. In the New Testament, it means calamity or a wound. In the Bible, God will repeatedly shake individuals and nations with pestilence or plague so that they will wake up from their spiritual slumber. Now, some of you are saying, and we're going to address this in the coming two weeks. Why does a loving God allow these things to happen? Well, I'm going to tell you what the Bible says about that. Because it's a big question, and it's a good question, and it's an obvious question. But Joel Rosenberg said that, and he's a man of, of great renounce when you consider his background. Now back to Matthew 24. Jesus said, though, 
we're experiencing these signs not to be troubled, which means we are not to be frightened. That's good for us today. So why does he say this? Because these things must come to pass. This is reality. This is life. But the end is not yet, which means it's not over yet. It, which also means to be set out at a definite, a definite point. Jesus also says that this is the beginning, which means commencement of sorrows. And the word sorrows means birth pains. When a woman begins uh, delivery, it's not too bad at the first. I'm told. i never experienced it. But by the time it comes near the end, it's pretty severe. And that's what that means. And that's important to understand that. Now, only Father God knows the exact time of the end. In Matthew, you can look at that up for yourself. But we're also told in Matthew 24 that the end will come when we are living in the days of Noah, which is certainly today, and that's a whole other subject. Now, people have asked me, are there more plagues coming? Well, I, I don't know. Uh, in our lifetime, I have no idea. Only God knows. But I can tell you that the Bible talks about 21 plagues that are coming. I can tell you that. These are known, page 2, these are known as the seven seals. On page 3, the seven trumpets. And number 3, the seven bowls. So there are more coming. And we're going to look at the last seven plagues in, in the book of, of Revelation in just a few minutes. But the thing that I want to just talk a minute about before we get into these seven plagues that are coming and describe them to you. And this is not my idea. Don't blame me. Don't get mad at me. This is what the Bible says. And I happen to believe that the Bible is true. All kinds of proof about that one. But before we look at the last seven plagues, five, four of the seven last plagues have already happened on earth. And they happen for a reason, the reason being that man did not want to turn back to God. That's why God said them. And the example, of course, is the uh, ten plagues with Moses and with Pharaoh. God hates pride. In fact, it's listed in the Bible as the number one thing that he uh, dislikes the most in Proverbs chapter 16. However, God is a God of mercy. He's the God of the second chance, the third chance. As I've mentioned, four of the last, uh, last seven plagues have already happened before. But they happen because of pride in men. And this is something that we have to be so aware of, in my opinion today, is pride. Who, who are we? For example, with Pharaoh, in Exodus chapter 10, I, verse 3, I will read the verse to you. Moses and Aaron came to Pharaoh. And, you know, God wanted uh, Pharaoh to let the children of Israel leave. They had been uh, encamped as slaves for 430 years. And God said, it's time they go. So he said, Moses and Aaron came unto Pharaoh and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of the Hebrews, How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go that they may serve me. So being humble, and then when you go back to week four where we talked about um, Solomon being humble, and then God says be humble. Humbleness is a trait that God really respects, and, and he obviously deserves. So on page three, a brief look at the last seven plagues that are coming. Revelation chapter 16. These are all in the book of Revelation. I will just read them quickly to you because that's why you have notes, and I want you to study on your own. The first one is open 
painful sores, just like happened with Pharaoh and Moses in Exodus. Number two, the sea will become blood and all life in the sea will die again, just like the time of Pharaoh and Moses. I mean, when you when you look at these seven last plagues, I mean, what we're going through today is pretty minor compared to what's coming. Number three, Revelation 16, fresh water will be turned to blood again, like Pharaoh and Moses, there goes your drinking water. Number four, the sun will become so hot it will scorch mankind like fire and still mankind will not repent. Just like Pharaoh, it's the same thing. They don't humble themselves and they don't repent. I mentioned a little bit of humor here. Suntan lotion will, will not help you here. Number five, total darkness. Again, like Pharaoh and Moses. On page four. Number six, the river Euphrates will dry up. This river is 1,740 miles or 2,800 kilometers long, and it flows from Turkey to Syria to the Persian Gulf. When this river dries up, it will permit the travel for the Battle of Armageddon. This is the area of Megiddo, which is 18 miles southeast of the modern city of Haifa. And a lot of people talk, ask me about, about Armageddon, well, that's what's going to happen. Number seven, this is really simple. A great earthquake and hailstorm will occur. This earthquake is prophesied in Zechariah 14 and no doubt will be the most powerful earthquake the world has ever seen. In fact, uh, the, uh, the largest uh, earthquake recorded uh, with us is 9.5 on the Richter scale, which happened about 50 years ago in Chile. We don't know how big this is going to be, but it's going to be far bigger than that. But here's the big one that we do know, and I did not know this until I studied it. The hailstones that are the hailstones that are coming in the final plague will weigh approximately 100 pounds each. The sad part, of course, today is that men still will not repent. Now, I'm not trying to scare you or anything. I'm just giving from my heart what the Bible says. If you disagree with me, fine. But this is what the Word of God says, and I happen to believe the Word of God. The Bible also gives major signs of end times, and I list uh, some more in, in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. Paul gives 18 signs of the times. And one very important one, too, and uh, we're going to talk about this in week 7. The Lord could not return until Israel was restored as a nation, and that was done in May 14, 1948, in prophesied. 3,000 years ago in Isaiah 66. So to close up week number five, on page six. Some of you have seen this, and, and uh, uh, there's some, maybe some people saying it really didn't happen. I'm just going to report to you what I have read, and this comes from a Dr. Mike Evans, who uh, has one of the largest Facebook followings in the world. I know of him. Uh, he's a very credible man. He's an author and founder of the Jerusalem Prayer Team. He said that David Wilkinson, who was the founder of Times Square Church, uh, shared this with him in 1986. And I have an entire book of visions by David Wilkinson. When you read it, it's mind-boggling. I mean, he even prophesied 9-11. I mean, it's just incredible. This was a true man of God. This is what 
Mike Evans reported that David Wilkinson said, I see a plague coming on the world and the bars, churches, and the government will be shut down. The plague will hit New York City and shake it like it has never been shaken. The plague is going to force prayerless believers into radical prayer and into their Bibles. And repentance will be the cry from the man of the God in the pulpit. And folks, that is happening. Out of this will come a third great awakening that will sleep America and the world. So I will leave that with you for your own consideration. Week six then will be, all right, with all of this information and the tough times and so forth, how are we supposed to live? Well, I've discovered a passage of scripture that has seen me through a lot of the things that Ruth and I are going through. And it, and, and it details exactly how God says, okay, when these kind of things happen, here's how I want you to live. And I have been reading this and practicing day by day. I'm not sure I'd be where I am today in my mind if I did not know what God's word said about how we're to live. And we discussed it under three categories. Number one, we talk about the problem. Then number two, we talk about the promise. And then number three, we talk about the provision from God. Very exciting. God bless you. I hope you enjoy them. Share it with others. Bye now. Thank you for joining us on Solomon's Porch. For notes from today's episode or to contact Barry, please go to solomonsporchteaching.com. That's solomonsporchteaching.com. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time.